Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, joined today with two-time state championship coach Brian Irwin. Uh, last season, we had lunch with the coach uh, for the spring game. I thought we'd bring it back. Uh, coach Brian Irwin, how you doing, bud? I'm doing great, Bobby. Glad to be back and uh, excited about this. This is awesome. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a good time. Uh, you got a chance to watch the spring game uh, and uh, really take it in and, and try to think about it uh, for a few days here now. I'm, I'm talking to you about five days after uh, yeah. the spring game. You know, I, I want to start with the 30,000-foot view. You know, I, I talked with Eric Nolene about the same idea on Wednesday. Um, where do you think the team as a whole is after this spring? And, and what did you see that really got your or took your eye? I think the depth, the, the quality uh, of not only our stars, but we can see the quality in the, in the backups, the twos, the threes. Uh, we're finally a, a championship caliber team from a depth standpoint. You know, one of the first things I thought of is just, you know, you listen uh, to, to Colorado and Deion Sanders talking about we coming. Uh, I think we here. I mean, I really do. I think uh, I think we here. And uh, it's it's Sark's done a great job of building this team. Like you said, it's his team now. They look like they're supposed to look. And uh, obviously the culture is fantastic. Yeah, I, I was going to say that. I mean, I, he talked about it being his team. You're, you're a former head coach. Um, what does that mean? And, and when, try to explain in your words what, what you think Sark was trying to explain there. I think there's a loyalty there uh, from the players that's, uh, that's intrinsic and inherent that, that you got to have. Uh, the players don't always have to like or love the coach, but there's a loyalty there and there's a trust there. And I think that trust goes back you know, to a couple of years ago, which means you talked about when we went through that five and seven season, it was so difficult and Sark just stayed true to those guys. And uh, uh, I, I think that's paying off for him. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a loyalty thing. I think it's a trust thing. And, uh, you know, he's got guys that from a talent standpoint, a size standpoint, uh, knowing what we've got to have to go into the SEC, uh, he, he knows what it should look like. And uh, I think we've got it. It's very interesting because I, I remember that conversation the first time you said it. It's like when Texas went five and seven, he didn't throw any player under the bus. That's right. He didn't. Um, he did, and, he did. and so many coaches would have. Um, I, I might have. I mean, it, it It was frustrating. It was very, very frustrating that year. And he, he stayed true to those guys. And uh, I think now it's paying off. I mean, golly, you got a guy like Jordan Whittington that comes back. Uh, I am so I will talk more about him, I'm sure, but I'm so excited about guys like that. And uh, he doesn't come back if that culture is not pristine. Yeah. And Jordan Jalen Ford. Yeah. Tavondre Sweat. Yeah. I mean, you go down the list and there a lot of those guys be looking to, to for uh, for to go pro or do something else, you know, yeah. and all of a sudden they're back. And and I agree. I think that that the depth and talent of the roster is certainly different. Uh, when you and I were at Texas, Texas made a run at the Cotton Bowl in the 1990 season. And they yeah. had that top tier guys, but they didn't necessarily have the, what was coming up next. No. Uh, I was just – it's starting to look a little bit more like some Mac Brown teams. I, I'll, right. I'll put it that way, from a depth of talent perspective. And perhaps that's because of the consecutive recruiting classes and what they've done in the mm -hmm. portal as well. Okay, uh, Brian, thanks for that part. Uh, let's get going on what you saw in the actual spring game itself, okay? 
Uh, and I want to start just with the quarterbacks because they are the focal point uh, of many spring games. Uh, Quinn Ewers, Malik Murphy, uh, and Arch Manning. What were your thoughts? The room's loaded. Uh, I like it. Uh, I like Quinn. I like Malik. Obviously, we like Arch. Uh, Quinn is 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 going to be better than than he was last year. He's he's obviously the starter at this point. But I'm telling you, uh, Malik's nipping at his heels, and uh, uh, he Quinn's not going to be able to relax one day. Uh, from the from the moment that spring game ended, Quinn's not going to be able to relax. He's going to be on his on his toes. He's going to be studying the game. He's going to be eating right, staying in shape, because Malik thoroughly impressed me. Uh, Quinn, I, I still think he's carrying the ball a little low uh, for my taste uh, in in his pre-pass posture. I think that's causing him to miss some throws high and um, a little bit sporadic. Uh, he missed some easy throws the other day, and um, you know Malik looked sharp. His mechanics are tightened up. His arm's strong. He's seeing the field. And uh, Arch is another year or two away. You know, one thing about Arch, I was – his wills. I mean, he's going to be dynamic once he becomes a starter uh, with his ability to throw and then and then his feet and the ability to run. Because you could see it the other day. He could flat out go. Yeah. I felt like with Arch, he was the one guy that, like, stepped into the pocket. Yeah. Um, Malik didn't face the rush. Right. Uh, Quinn did, but didn't – push into the pocket enough right. uh, for my taste. Uh, but to your point, it's, I mean, what are we talking about? We're talking about three guys that I think are pro football players. No doubt. I mean, no <laughs> have doubt. you ever, I mean, you've been, we, we've both been around Texas football in one form or fashion for the last 30 years. Yeah. Have there ever been three on the, the roster at the same time? Not like this. No, no, uh, not even close. So it's, it's exciting. And it's exciting to see the competitions built in. And I don't think we're going to be sitting on pins and needles if if uh, we get dinged up, you know, at that position because we've got another guy and another guy that could come in and I think lead us to uh, to victory against almost anybody in the country. Yeah, I, I think that's the, the key, right? And that's one of the things I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Um, even though I do want to talk about specific positions, uh, you know, the depth – at Texas is such that last year they couldn't afford injuries at certain spaces. I mean, when they got injured at safety last year, it was, yeah. it was not good. Uh, yeah. When they got hit at corner last year, Corner Ryan Watts, yeah. yeah, not good. Um, and clearly offensive line, not last year, but in years past when they would get hit, hit mm -hmm. there, it was a, it was a difficult situation for Texas. Mm -hmm. How do you see that portion of this team? Um, and what it means, like, can they take a hit to any position and still keep going? You think at a at a possible Big Twelve championship level? I, I think so. Um, I, I think on offense, the only one that a little bit concerned about it would be the tight end room. Uh, you know, we've got JT Sanders, and then and then the rest of them, and the, and the rest of them are, are good players. They're really solid players. But JT's a, you know, he, he's got a chance to be the best tight end in the country. So I don't think we have quite the depth at that position uh, that that uh, the coaches would would uh, like to have, but uh, you know it's still good. But uh, we 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 really can't afford to take a ding there and still be a twelve personnel team like Sark wants to be. We could be an eleven personnel team. Um, so, but other than that, yeah, I mean, wide receiver we're deep, running back we're deep, and you know we don't have Bijan. We don't have Roshan, but those guys are going to be good. We saw it the other day. 
they're hitting the hole. Their pad level's good. They're decisive at the running back position. You can tell Tassar Choice is really – they were very decisive is, is the is the word that I came away with because we know Bijan had that ability to make multiple cuts, and not many guys have that ability to still get up the field. And uh, our running backs the other day, I mean, it was it – was, they got one cut and they had to go. And even the touchdown run that uh, Baxter had – you know, his first touchdown. I love the way he dropped his pads. I mean, I rewound that like 20 times. Are you talking about the, the like the one yard plunge? The one yard plunge. You know, what is Baxter? Is he 6'2? Yep, uh, about 6'2, 215. So I promise you the tops of his shoulder pads were three and a half feet off the ground. I mean, he he dropped his pads and and I love that about him. And we know what Jonathan Brooks can do. Savion Red showing some promise. Jadon Blue had a really good game. And uh, he's dynamic as a runner. So, uh, yeah, I think the tight end room is the only place we really can't take a ding. We've got we got championship depth everywhere else. Yep. You mentioned the running backs, Brian. And, and uh, fair to say that even though you liked what you saw from some of them, that Jonathan Brooks is still your guy. If, if you're I, that's the general consensus, at least. But I'd like to hear from you. Yeah, I think so. Based on what we've seen from him, uh, no doubt he, he's the guy. Uh, he's going to be uh, the bell cow, but uh, uh, Cedric Baxter, you know, Jalen Blue, those guys are going to they're going to contribute significantly. Keelan Robinson's going to get his, you know, three, four, five touches again because he's dynamic in certain things that he can do. Uh, Savion Red, I think, is a running back and are still a possible slot. You know, I, I think they worked him at running back this spring to get him some experience and, and things like that, but. Um, the, me looking at the roster, I still think we're going to need a backup slot for for uh, Jordan Whittington, and Savion is definitely capable of doing that still. Yeah, uh, DeAndre Moore, the freshman backup, yeah. uh, J- Jordan Whittington. Let's let's and and performed well, but you and I talked off camera, uh, and you're you're in love with these wide receiver. <laughs> I, uh, think, yeah. I think yeah. it's fair to say this that is, you're. We've been in a long time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so give people a sense of what you're really talking about there, because that was like you're like the receiver room is different now. Yeah, it, it's different, and and yeah, we're we're. In, Ad Mitchell just showed out the other day. We're really really excited about him, uh, but I'm I'm going to start with Jordan Whittington. That that guy's going to have a giant year. He looks so good. Uh, he's confident. Uh, he's explosive. He's hard to tackle. He blocks well on the perimeter for the RPO game, which we've got to get going next year. The RPO game's got to be huge uh, to open up the running game. Uh, we've got to get the ball to to, to Whittington, to Worthy, uh, to AD, to hopefully Mayor, and, and get those guys involved in the RPO stuff. But uh, Whittington, AD, Worthy is, is dynamic. We saw him track the ball uh, Saturday better than we saw him track it all year last year. Hopefully that's because he's healthy. Um, so uh, he caught everything. I don't think he had a drop. Uh, he played with a lot of enthusiasm. You can tell he's I, – I see a highly motivated young man. He, he Last year, whether the, the injury got him down a little bit, uh, I don't know. But uh, he, he looks happy. He looks motivated. He looks like he's having fun again. That's good. That's good. Uh, you know, a lot has been made around the offensive line. Uh, the two tackles come back, Kelvin Banks and Christian Jones. I know uh, everyone's excited about those, but they seem to have problems on the interior, uh, given that they had two redshirt freshmen starting, or one sophomore, I guess, and one redshirt freshman, as well as Jake Majors, who 
uh, is not necessarily that that strong. I, I, strong is not the right word, but that anchor of a yeah. often of a center. He's more of a moving center, right? Mm-hmm. A guy that goes up and down the line laterally. W- what are your thoughts on on that uh, aspect of the offensive line? Because the run game it did not really get going no. uh, on Saturday, and how much of that is you know what who they're playing against too. Right. That's a big part of it. Uh, one of my macro thoughts on the defense is we're going to be able to stop the run again this year. There's no doubt about it. We're, we're strong in the middle. Um, uh, so, you know, and I think our secondaries, uh, they're very good tacklers. So I think our defense is, is going to be a top five, you know, run stop defense. Uh, so I think that played a factor into it. Um, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You know, I also think the interior offensive line is the easiest to fix uh, and improve. You can – I noticed Cam Williams was at guard for a few snaps in the, in the scrimmage. Um, so, you you can move some guys around get big there. But I, I do agree with you. I did see uh, Jake Majors get pushed around a little bit. But, uh, you know, that's Byron Murphy and Sweat and those guys that are, you know, big and strong. But still, that's who we're going to be playing against. Yeah, no, NFL players, right? I mean, yeah. that's – that's what we're talking about is is uh, Jake Jake got to step up because, I mean, he's playing against NFL guys. It's not – yeah. It, this isn't uh, Little Sisters of the Poor. And so you're going to see best on best at, at some level there. The, the, the thought on offense as a whole, and this is something you texted me that I agreed with almost immediately. You felt like that the offense, again, got into too many third and tens. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. That, that. That's why I didn't see a quote unquote consistent offense, mm-hmm. even though I saw a powerful offense. Yeah. Is, is that kind of your thought process too? explain to folks what the difference is and why that's important in your in your mind? Yeah, being being productive on first and second down is, is critical because uh, the odds are what they are, whether it's third and one to three versus third and four to six versus third and seven to ten. The percentages go way down as you increase that that yardage. And we lived in that third and seven, third and eight, third and nine last year way too many times because we weren't productive on first and second down, uh, whether it was run game or whether we're missing throws, um, easy throws, you know, and that's what happened the other day, in my opinion. We we missed some easy throws, the shallow to JT, um, some some of the stop route. We had a stop route, I think, to AD is a simple, you know, quick stop. And it wasn't even close, you know, and, and those those have got to be 95 to 98. Those are the Colt McCoy throws that Colt lived on. And uh, we, we got to be 95 to 98% completion rate on those things. So, um, yeah, that, that was the thing that I think is was the most concerning coming out of the, out of the scrimmage was the, the third longs. And uh, that's created from mistakes on first and second down. Okay. And then last year, obviously, also we we had a lot of pre-snap penalties. Uh, we didn't have that the other day in the scrimmage, so that wasn't a factor. Uh, but last year we did have a lot of pre-snap penalties, which gets you into third and long. Got it. Um, question for you as it relates to the defense. Um, 
I felt like you did that the, the run game they, they they stopped the run, but maybe the most eye opening thing to me was their ability and and coverage. I mean, there there were not other than the the guys going up against uh, that Malik threw uh, Jonte Cook wide open against a a a, 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 back, yeah. a, a walk on. Yeah. There were not a lot of receivers just walking through the secondary wide open. I mean, I, I, I was, I had the, I was on the 50, about 50 rows up and had a good few. I mean, there just, there weren't a lot of open. That's, that's what was an arch manning to eat the ball uh, on a quick pass rush. But Quinn had issues with it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I felt the secondary, I mean, geez, they may be really, really improved over a year. Yeah. And that's, that's the note I think I had on the defense was, um, just the opposite from the offense on the third and long situation. You know how much trouble we had last year on third down. I think with uh, the improved corner play, uh, that's going to improve right away because the corners were just blanketing. It didn't matter. I mean, even Malik Muhammad, I mean, he he was in Worthy's hip pocket uh, on a couple of those uh, stops and, and, and short throws into the boundary or whatever, slants, things like that. He, he, uh, he looked good. So, you know, we've got four or five corners that can – that can play. So on third down, when, you know, Iowa State or whoever's hitting us for, you know, it's third and eight and they're hitting us for a 10 yard out route into the boundary, uh, I think we've got a better chance of stopping that, along with the fact that we're going to be strong up the middle and generate a pass rush. So, um, yeah, I think just conversely, the offense's woes with third down. I think defensively, we're going to be better on third down because of what you just said. You mentioned the pass rush, and that was something that uh, we've all circled and talked about. Need to generate more, not just rush, because they got some pass rush last year. They didn't necessarily get the quarterback to the ground mm-hmm. uh, as often as they would like. What did you think of the pass rush uh, against uh, Texas uh, for for the Horns? Yeah, Anthony Hill was a newcomer. I think he had two quarterback hurries, maybe yeah. a sack. Uh, you know. What, what did you think of the pass rush overall and what it looked like PK, Pete Kwiatkowski, the defense coordinator, was trying to do in general? I thought it looked good. Um, you know, at this point, we all know we don't have that that five-star NFL edge. Um, do we have to have that to be great? No. Uh, we got to be great on the interior. We have to push. We have to push the pocket. Uh, we got to make the quarterback uncomfortable. As Sark always says, we don't have to sack the quarterback. We don't need sacks. We need to pressure the quarterback. We need to affect the quarterback. He needs to know he can smell our breaths, you know, when he makes those throws. And uh, so that's one aspect is our interior defensive line has to complement maybe the weakness we have at edge and, and push the pocket, make the quarterback feel uncomfortable. The second thing is what you just said about Anthony Hill and I'm going to also say Jalen Ford because we know how good he can rush from, from inside and how many sacks he had, whether he's coming inside the A or B gap or they're looping around the edge. But between those two guys, they can they can give us that fourth ad or that fifth ad to, to generate a pass rush. And both those guys are dynamic. They're freaks. Their bodies are unbelievable. And uh, I, I, I know how I feel about Jalen Ford. Anthony Hill is going to be a superstar. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Uh, speaking with Brian Irwin, two-time state championship high school coach in the state of Texas for the Lamarck Cougars, uh, now in private business, uh, but uh, is a longtime Texas observer and fan, was a GA yeah. student assistant at Texas during my time there as well. Uh, this is a lunch with the coach. It's a, 
weekly feature we do each and every week during the season. Uh, but given the spring game, we're doing that here today. Uh, Brian, before I, before we let every everybody go, do you have any closing thoughts on what you saw that I didn't ask you about, perhaps? Yeah. Uh, the very first play of the game, that kickoff goes nine yards deep in the end zone. And I had to do a double take because, you know, I, I watched it on TV a few times and, and I saw the, the, the returner come out with it like right away from the one yard line. I'm like, are you kidding me? We, we still can't reach the end zone, you know, where the, and, and I rewound it and now the ball actually splashed down about nine yards deep in the end zone. We just got the return off, you know, the, the returner had a, another ball in his hands. And then I think Will Stone, the second kickoff, it splashed down about six yards deep in the end zone. I think to me as a coach, that is big, big. I mean, We've got to eliminate the possibility of the opponent having, you know, huge kickoff returns, things like that. We got to bust that thing down there, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten yards out of the end zone, and uh, just eliminate that aspect of the game for for the opponent. Uh, so I love the fact that Will Stone's leg strength has increased. I, I don't think he reached the end zone one time last year. Uh, the other thing I know we've got help coming uh, at the punting position. Um, we averaged 35 yards a punt, I believe, approximately the other day. And uh, I'm, th this is the University of Texas. We, we, we've got to be busting that thing down. And we got to be averaging, you know, 42, 43, 45 yards a punt. The, the Michael Dixon days, I, I miss. And uh, so we, we, I, hope, I hope we got help coming at the punt position. We do. Uh, uh, Ryan Sanborn, uh, a, a transfer from a four-year starter, by the way, at Stanford, or three-year yeah. starter, I can't remember. Uh, at Stanford, averaged about 43, 44 yards a boot. So uh, Sark was actually asked about uh, the punting uh, situation in, in a presser and was asked if he was concerned about it. He goes, nope, I've got somebody coming. He, yeah. he knew that, he knew that it's, uh, it's been a, a problem. But uh, it's an interesting conversation that, about Will Stone. That's kept me up all night, every night the last few days. I'll tell you what. <laughs> All right, Brian Irwin, thank you so much, Coach. I uh, appreciate you. You have a good one, man. Thank you, Bobby. Hope All right, you. thank you. Welcome. Thank you for watching. For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, make sure you click the like button and subscribe to the channel to get the very latest updates. Uh, thank you for watching again, and hook them.